all politics and parties in the UK. Food waste concrete in Japan. Rats with backpacks in Scotland. And more. Over here. Hey, 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 listen up. Happy summer. School is out and it's time to travel. Or rest. Or both. Yes, we are taking a little breather this summer. But we know that the news doesn't stop. So we're giving you a quick dip of this week's world news. And after that, we're not leaving you high and dry. Oh no, we've got an episode swap lined up for the rest of the month. But first, let's dive into the news this week with the Big News Story of the Week. In the United Kingdom, where we are this week, as it happens, there were celebrations on the streets, in backyards. You mean back gardens? Oh, yes, darling. All <laughs> celebrating the Queen of England 70 years on the throne. Otherwise known as the Platinum Jubilee. Jubilee is a fancy word for celebration or... Party! <laughs> Meanwhile, the real leader of the country, Boris Johnson, who was in trouble for his party, or uh, um, gathering, held during strict COVID lockdowns. He has survived what's known as a vote of confidence, which is a secret ballot in Parliament. Where all the legislators vote on whether he can stay in power or not. 59% said he should stay, but, um... 41% said he should go, go, go. Out the door. And now he's seen as a weak leader, with many calling for him to resign. And now... World of wow. 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 In other words, science. So you know how parents get really upset when we don't eat all the food on our plate and talk about how bad it is to waste it? Well, here's a great comeback. Okay. Researchers of the University of Tokyo successfully made a concrete-like building material. Otherwise known as cement. <laughs> from leftover food. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah, it turns out banana and orange peels, pumpkins, onions, tea leaves, coffee grounds, and particularly cabbage can be made into super strong concrete. How, you wonder? Well, first they dry it out, then they pulverize it into a powder, pack it into a mold, and bake it. But don't eat it. It's not a gingerbread house. Or a vegetable house. <laughs> no, whatever that is. As if that weren't wild enough. It's the call of nature. Nature. Get on your safari suit. Or squeeze into, into your, your scuba, scuba gear. gear. And get ready to hop into a jeep. Or a submarine. Submarine. Because Mother Nature is calling. Nature. Back in the UK, a scientist in Scotland is putting backpacks on rats. Why, you asked? I do. Not for school, no. They're being trained for earthquake rescue missions. Whoa, so a little like the rats who are used to sniff out mines in war zones? Yeah, like Magala the hero rat. Who we featured on episode 50 of our podcast. Only these rats wear tiny backpacks with a camera and a tracking device so they can go into the debris and help rescue teams talk to survivors. Man, you gotta respect rats. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now it's the ACE part of our podcast. That stands for... Art, Culture and Entertainment. Darling. Darling. This is something any cool kid knows. <laughs> it's official. Researchers find that dancing doesn't just feel good, it also enhances brain function. 
Once again, this is Japanese research. Scientists from the University of Tsukuba found that music with a groove—you know, the kind that makes you want to dance—well, <laughs> it significantly increases measures of executive function and associated brain activity. So get your groove on. And finally. Back in wacky Britain for this one, where the age-old custom of cheese rolling is back after being on hold for the pandemic. Yes, this is the extreme sport, and probably extremely smelly, of rolling a four kg or almost nine pound hunk of cheese down a steep hill. Ooh, this takes place in Gloucester, of course, the home of Double Gloucester Cheese, where the round mound of cheese can reach 70 miles an hour. First one to the bottom of the hill wins. I don't know about you, but it sounds pretty cheesy to me. But I'm bummed. And that brings us to the end of this quick tip episode of Newsy Palusy. But we know you're all settled down and want to keep listening, so we've got a super duper treat—an episode from our friends at Cool Facts About Animals, who are talking piranhas. Yikes! Watch where you swim this summer, folks. Welcome to Cool Facts About Animals. I'm Teddy. That is Clara. Yes, I am Clara. Inquiry. And right there is Grady. Hi, I'm Grady. And the last, but yes, least. I mean, but not least. <laughs> um, Jaguar. No, that no. You, oh, no, you oh. said entrance. <laughs> Jaguar, you're on your head. I know. <laughs> so anyway, I'm Jaguar. Hi, Jaguar. <laughs> I would think after all these years of practicing, you'd be used to this. I'm Jaguar, you meow. Woohoo! Yes, I know. I know. I'm great. I'm your dictator. Okay. Your dictator. Okay. <laughs> I only heard was that you dictators are very democratic. Okay, okay, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> Dictators are not democratic. Vent on human destruction! Wait, what? <laughs> Vent on human destruction! What do you think? On right? human destruction! Uh-huh. Alright, well. Exit music! Okay, no, no, meow meows. Yeah! There we go. <laughs> And I'm Allie. We're gonna jump right into our episode today, which is about. Piranhas. And what does piranhas mean? Does anybody remember? Yeah, 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 I know. yeah, yeah. yeah I everybody, toothy fish, <laughs> toothy fish. Yeah, we can just call it toothy fish. Okay. And why on earth would they call it toothy fish? Because they have a lot of teeth. And well, are they fish? They're fish. <laughs> they are famous for their teeth, unlike jaguars. Yeah, it's pretty unusual for fish to have a full mouth of sharp teeth, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about their teeth and what they look like. So first, about how big are they? I know it varies because there are a bunch of different species of piranhas, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many do scientists think there are? Thirty. 
30 to 60. Yeah, they don't know exactly, but there's certainly a number, and they can look different based on yeah. what species they are. Like the red belly piranhas, the big black piranhas, mm-hmm. the San Francisco piranhas, mm-hmm. that's what they're called. I, I think, think it's Sao Francisco in Portuguese. But... Sao Francisco mm-hmm. piranhas? Mm-hmm. But so they can vary quite a bit. I'm guessing the red-bellied piranha has a red belly, but maybe the black piranha doesn't. But about how big are they in the range? Like, are they the size of a shark? Are they the size of a minnow? How big are they? Um, Depending on the species, they can be like 5 to 14 inches um, long, which is 12 to 35 centimeters. Mm -hmm. But some species can be bigger. Yeah, like which ones? Like the San Francisco piranhas that can grow up to 24 inches, which is 60 centimeters. Mm-hmm. But they're not super heavy, right? About how much do they generally weigh? Two, Two to seven, seven pounds. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about their teeth and the way that they attack and the way that they they bite and their history and how vicious they are and all that. But before we get into that, where can we find them? Will we be able to find them in the Willamette River here in Portland? No, they don't even live in North America. It's They live in the, the rivers of South America. Okay. So, like, the Amazon jaguar, right? Oh, yeah, Mew Mew. I've eaten tons of piranhas in my day, Mew Mew. What do you do with their teeth when you eat them? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Evolving. <laughs> Evolving. Wait, but you have sharper teeth than a piranha. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, it's true. I already do. Well, I'm evolving to be able to do something with the teeth. Okay. Evolve! I feel like maybe you don't need to <laughs> evolve for that one. You could probably just do something already. Well, it's easier to evolve, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Evolution music. Oh, right. Which one was that? Both. No, no. No, it it's was the this one. It was the one, one for this to the... Both of them. This one? I don't think so. I think it was that, that one. one. Yeah, that one. Okay. Ah, evolve. Yeah. All right. Yep. So what did you evolve to be able to do with the teeth? You know, I haven't really figured that out yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jaguar. All right. So they live in Jaguar's backyard, and they've been around there for a long time, right? Grady, you looked yeah. into this, but tell me about the fossil records of piranhas. The modern-day genus of piranhas has been around for about 1.8 million years. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah. but fossils say, not, not literally say, but <laughs> fossils... Hello, I am a fossil! <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> Piranhas, piranhas have been, piranha ancestors have been around for 25 million years. 25 million years. What was around 25 million years ago? Were there still dinosaurs 25 million years ago? Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs were not around. 20, they weren't still around 25 million years 25 ago. 25 million years ago. Yeah, Teddy? Dragonflies, saber-toothed tigers, and those horseshoe crabs. Okay. <laughs> those horseshoe crabs? And so they are not native to North America, but they have been found in some random places because of what? Pet lovers actually take piranhas and keep them as pets. So they've been found in Britain, China, and Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's And it's actually legal to own piranhas in some places. I don't think I would want a piranha. Yeah, me neither. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit now that we know what they look like and where they live. Let's talk about their teeth because that's kind of the most unusual part about them. Yeah. So, Clara, you told me something that was really cool about piranhas losing their teeth. Do you remember what you told me? Okay, so piranhas lose about, like, a whole entire chunk of their teeth at once because all those teeth are connected. Mm -hmm. But their new ones grow quickly. But their old ones don't fall off right away. They are on top 
of the new ones growing in until the new ones are fully grown and then they just fall off. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine swimming with piranhas and finding a bunch of teeth on the ground? No. But, yeah. Maybe they put them under their pillows. <laughs> <laughs> their little sand pillows. Do piranhas even have pillows? <laughs> Probably not. Piranhas lose their teeth about 30 times in a lifetime. That's a lot. So, Claire, what you were saying is really interesting. Obviously, we don't lose teeth the same way. You lose usually one tooth at a time. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. I think there was one day where (laughs) Grady and Clara both lost a tooth on the same day. That was was Claire and Teddy. Claire and Teddy both. It was, yeah, they were at camp and they both came home with a lost tooth. But but we don't lose our teeth in chunks. But as Clara was saying, they're interlocked. It's sort of like if you have a set of Legos and you can have individual bricks down and you can pick an individual brick up, but sometimes they're sort of interconnected and you like lift up a wall of a Lego and they all come up in one yeah. big chunk. Yeah. That's what their teeth are like. They're, they're interconnected like mm-hmm. that. So when one comes out, they all have to come out. So why is it useful for them to have their teeth in that big chunk like that though? It just seems like to get rid of all your teeth at once isn't the most efficient way to lose teeth. Okay. So is there a good reason for it? Why why do scientists think they do? Well, um, the reason is if they like put all the pressure on one tooth that was biting it, then their tooth might hurt. But instead, it um, gives some of the pressure to all of the teeth that they took the bite out of. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, it's more evenly distributed. Like mm-hmm. if you stand on a long plank instead of on a on a narrow stone, your weight is more distributed across mm-hmm. the whole plank. So I think it's a similar a similar idea for their teeth. Yeah. In addition to having these sharp teeth, and they sort of work like scissors, right? They tear at the flesh like scissors. Yeah. They also have a really powerful bite. So can people tell me about their bite? Well, relative to their body mass, it's one of the strongest bites of all vertebrates and the strongest bite recorded for any bony fish. Mm-hmm. Pound for pound... It's more powerful than a great white shark. Yeah, that pound for pound is an important qualifier though, right? Because great white sharks certainly have a stronger bite overall. I'd much rather get bitten by a piranha than a great white shark. Yeah. But if you made the piranha the size of a great white shark, then their Mm -hmm. force would be stronger than a great white shark. What makes them have such a powerful bite? It's because they have big jaw muscles. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool, meow, meow, bobbing! forgot i don't really get that one (laughs) what's a jaw muscle meow meow so your jaw is the part of your mouth that you use for chewing it's the part Mm -hmm. that goes up and down when you chew and they have really really strong muscles there so they can chomp down real hard okay evolving meow meow yeah i think you already have a really powerful bite though jaguar yeah probably meow meow with all that flesh tearing and powerful Drawing, it sounds like they're really quite dangerous. Can we hear what our president, our former president, Theodore Roosevelt, had to say about that? Okay. Yeah, and he, in this book that he wrote, Through the Brazilian Wilderness, he said, he wrote, They're the most ferocious fish in the world, even the most formidable fish. The sharks or the barracudas usually attack things smaller than themselves, but the piranhas habitually attack things much larger than themselves. They will snap a finger off the off the hand ink cautiously trail in the water they mutilate swimmers and every river town in paraguay there are men who have been thus mutilated they will rend and devour alive any wounded man or beast for blood in the water excites them to madness they will tear wounded wild fowl to pieces and bite off the tails of big fish as they grow exhausted when fighting after being hooked whoa, whoa. that sounds 
pretty dangerous. I would not want to be this piranha. Didn't, you, sounds... didn't you also say something about how he they ate a cow? Can you explain what happened there? He also talked about some piranhas eating a cow. Since he's, I mean, he's the president. Mm-hmm. He was the president. A lot of people listened to him, leading to people getting pretty scared about piranhas. Is it true? Are piranhas vicious, man-eating, everyone is, should be living in fear of piranhas, Teddy? The answer is... Not really. No, not really? But Grady just said that they did eat a cow, so what yeah, was going but... on there? So um, they wanted to make a show for the president, so they kept a bunch of piranhas, made sure they couldn't get out, uh, gave them no food for two days so they were starving, and then pushed a cow in. And so <laughs> they ate the cow? Yep. Yeah. But was Roosevelt just wrong about the rest of it, that they're not going after and devouring humans? Or Yeah, but I mean, if there's if they're hungry and somebody shoves a dead human into the, into the water, then they'll come up and eat it. But okay. they're not going to eat live humans. They're not going to eat live humans. That would be too hard. Yeah, they're not that big, right? And their teeth mm-hmm. themselves are four millimeters, which isn't yeah. small, but it's probably, it would be very difficult, I would think, to actually devour a live human. This is the newsman, Corderay, here to report some stories. So the worst piranha attacks have only been about one or two bites on the hands and legs. So don't be scared of piranhas. I mean, maybe if you know there are piranhas in the river, like maybe don't go swimming. Yeah, don't, just to be safe. Just to be right. safe, because if they are hungry, they, you could get nipped. Maybe they take off the edge of a finger or something, but they're not going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? So if they don't tend to eat humans and live cows, what do they eat? Well, they usually just eat insects, fish, crustaceans, worms, carrion, seeds, and other plant material. Okay, Pretty so. much the same as humans. <laughs> but much smaller things, things that are more yeah, yeah, more right for their size. And some of them mostly even just eat plants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most of them are omnivores, which what does an omnivore mean again? An animal that eats plants and meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of them are more specialized to just eat plants. Like there's yeah. that, what's the one that mostly only eats the river reeds? The tomatoes cu- Kamunani. Sorry, I can't pronounce it. Okay. And Clara, you have another myth to at least partially bust, right? Mm-hmm. Do piranhas hunt in groups? Well, you know, scientists have found that they might actually be in groups for safety. But they do, when they come across a big meal, they'll take a bite of a fish, move away, and then... So other people can have a turn taking a bite of the fish. Other piranhas. Which is kind of gross. Yeah, that's the red-bellied piranha, right? That, I thought that was interesting. They actually send out a scout to be like, hey, here's something. And then the piranhas all go around and like bite, bite, bite until yeah. the fish is gone. But that's a small fish that's not a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another kind of piranha, the wimple piranha. And they do something kind of sneaky. They'll collide into another fish and then take off the scale and then go away. So, like, they harm the fish, but they do it so fast that the fish doesn't even realize. Well, I don't know if the fish realizes or not, but it's just kind of like, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to bump into you. (laughs) 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 Do you know what a group of piranhas is called? Hmm. A bite? No. Um... A bunch of... A jerk? A death stalker? No. <laughs> death stalker? Mm-hmm. A Roosevelt? No, they're called a shoal. A, a shoal. shoal of fish. 
Claire, you had mentioned that they swim in groups of fish for safety. Yeah. Why is that safe? Well, if um, a predator comes over, then safety in numbers. The bigger, the better. <laughs> it's like the more, the merrier. <laughs> it's like um, if there's one piranha that's just swimming alone, and there's an, and um, the predator is going to get at least one piranha, um, and there's only one piranha swimming alone, then there's a 100% chance that that piranha will get eaten. If there's two piranhas, there's a 50% chance that one of the piranhas will get eaten. If there's four piranhas, there's a 25% chance that one of them is going to get eaten. If there's if 10 there's piranhas, 10% chance. 100 20 piranhas, 5% um, chance. 100 piranhas, 1% chance. So for each so. individual piranha, there's a smaller chance they'll get eaten if they're in a big group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to evolve that one, Jaguar? Um, I guess so, Mew Mew. Well, you shouldn't, because then if you're always just one, because you don't really like people, so the person the person that's trying to get you would just eat you, right? Sort of. He's got a point. Well, nobody eats, tries to eat me, meow meow. So maybe you don't need to evolve that one. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about their little piranha babies. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so piranhas can lay thousands of eggs at a time. For some species, the male will actually dig a little nest in the in the sand or the dirt of the river. Wait, wait, wait! Did you say one thousand eggs at a time? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. What the? Thousands of eggs, Mew Mew, for omelets. <laughs> they're but, teeny tiny eggs, Jaguar. Well, if there's thousands of them, then I can. I don't Just have to worry about the quality together. when I can worry about the quantity instead, Mew Mew. Just Save it for for uh, all about cooking. All about cooking. Oh yeah, that's a good idea for my next all about cooking episode. Meow, meow. And then they'll they'll lay the eggs in there, and then after they're fertilized, they'll attach to plants at the bottom of the water source, and they hatch pretty quickly within just a few days. Okay, we've got another interesting fact about the way they sound. They make a barking sound when they come across like a predator. Should we should we play that sound? Yeah, sure. Okay. Does anybody else want to do that sound? I do, meow, meow. I do too. I do too. Okay. I really do. Now we're doing a segment called Guess Who Made That Sound? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Piranha video. Alright, there is number one. Number two. Number three. Mm. Number four. Why do I always have to go last, Mew Mew? You're giving it away. No, I'm not, okay? <laughs> okay, now for me, Jaguar, <laughs> secret guessing thing. Bark, 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 bark. We bow down to Jaguar, Mew Mew. Are we dogs or piranhas? No one will ever know. I know. Bark, 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 bark. Jaguar's the best. For those who are playing along at home, let's give you a minute to think. Mm -hmm. Who was the last one? Okay, well. I can't quite <laughs> decipher it. So the first one was Clara. The second one was the correct answer. That was the piranha. Then Teddy. And then, surprise, surprise, 
the last one was Jaguar. So just to play the correct one again, here it is. Do you think it sounds like a bark? No. It sounds more like a... Yeah, almost like a frog sound. Okay, and then are they endangered? No, they aren't injured. No, they're not endangered. Okay, um, well, you know, this episode has been kind of scary, but, um, piranhas can't hurt you, so don't worry about piranhas, and worry about Jaguar instead. Yeah. Jaguar, did you decide what you're going to do with all those teeth? Um, well, you know what? I... Wait, um... Now it's time for our creature quiz. Oh, creature quiz. Question one, Clara. How many eggs do piranhas lay at once? Question two, Grady. Who was the U.S. president that? Is one of the reasons that people today are so scared of piranhas. Okay, question three, Teddy. Where do they live? Great. And then I have a bonus question. What should Jaguar do with all of those piranha teeth? Toothpaste, toothpaste, <laughs> toothpaste. Okay, and then let's do our kid power challenge. Next weekend, the weekend of September 18th, is... Earth Day? No. International Clean Beach Day? Correct. So we're actually going to be heading to the coast on Saturday to clean up the beach, but if you don't live near an ocean, you could clean up by a river or a lake. Or if you're not near any body of water, you could just clean up around your neighborhood. Yeah. So just find something to do on the 18th to beautify where you live. Yep. And then we have a podcast to tell you all about. So we are back to school. I don't know if everyone else, all of our listeners are back to school, but I know for a lot of people, it can be a big transition. It's exciting and it's fun, but it can also feel like a lot. And this is a nice time, I think, any transition is a nice time to practice mindfulness and deep breathing and all those things. And we want to share with you one of our fellow Kids Listen podcasts called Like You, Mindfulness for Kids. Here is a clip of their podcast, and we hope that you check it out. Do you ever feel anxious, frustrated, or just out of control? You are not alone. Everyone has those feelings sometimes. On Like You, Mindfulness for Kids, we use music, imagination, and simple mindfulness exercises to help you find your calm and remember that you're in control of your feelings. Let's try it together now. Relax your shoulders, close your eyes, and picture a sky full of gray storm clouds. Then take a deep breath in and blow all the clouds away, leaving nothing but a clear blue sky. How do you feel now? Calm? Confident? Comfortable? 
Join me on Like You Mindfulness for Kids. You can find us at likeyoupodcast.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a happy and peaceful day. It's a great podcast. We highly recommend it. And also check out some of our other Kids Listen family members. They are everything from meditation to animal facts to also stories and science and history. And there's just so many, there's so many great podcasts. And we would welcome you to check out the Kids Listen website or app to find some new podcasts to listen to. But keep listening to ours too. Yeah. But don't just forget about ours. No, when no. you when you reach the better podcast, then don't forget about ours. <laughs> sure Jaguars forgot about cool facts about animals. And finally, here is our riddle. It's a clue to our next podcast, and this time it's in haiku form. I am a big bird. Australia is my home. I prefer the ground. Okay. This what? one might be a little bit on the easier side from some yeah. of our last ones, but take a guess. Let us know. And if you, think, know if you think you know the answer to the riddle, if you have the answers to the creature quiz, or if you did the Kid Power Challenge, then please send us an email at coolfactsaboutanimals at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at Cool Animals Pod, and we would love to send you a bookmark. We just sent out our last round of bookmarks. Thanks to everybody for their patience. I believe we are caught up. So if you have not gotten your bookmark by the beginning of next week and you're expecting one, then send me an email and let me know. Hi, I'll give you a hint what that riddle is. It's probably a turtle, Mew Mew. <laughs> the first line was, I am a bird, right? Turtles are birds. Turtleneck dove. Turtleneck dove. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Y'all want to sing us out? Jack, were you were you there when Teddy Roosevelt came by the Amazon? Oh, you know, Mew Mew, I've eaten, I mean, I've met so many U.S. presidents <laughs> that, I, that I, like, I can't keep track of them all.